Hello, and welcome to Inside Track and Field with Coach Rhodes. This is a podcast about the track and field scene in Prince George's County, Maryland. Where we came from, where we are, and where we're headed. Our guests will include athletes, coaches, and others that were instrumental in contributing to the rich, strong heritage that is known for PG track and field. We'll talk history, champions, records, the past and current landscape around our sport in the Washington metropolitan area, affectionately known as the DMV. So sit back and get ready to enjoy as we spend some time with some amazing guests, laughing, talking, reminiscing all about our history. Welcome to Inside Track and Field. Today's guest is a 2011 graduate of Duval High School that competed in the 400 and 800 meter run. He went on to compete for Hampton University. But prior to getting there, he set PBs of 48.28 seconds for 400 meters and one minute 52.53 seconds for 800 meters, earning him Washington Post All-Met and All-County Honors in 2010 and 2011. A tough runner with a furious finish made his mark in the stomping grounds of Prince George's County and the state of Maryland. One of the best that have come out of the well-documented Duval track program, Edos Abadi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So I've been really excited about um, getting you on the show. You, you were definitely one of my favorite um, to watch and observe um, just your progression over the years and then see you kind of put it together. And, and then you went on to Hampton, which um, I had a few athletes there. So, so they were like your cheerleader, you know, uh, when they, whenever they would call me and come back home, they were like, Coach Rose, man, we got Edos down there. He's doing this <laughs> and that, you know. So it was, it was real fun, you know, seeing, um, you know, seeing you, you know, kind of your path from PG County down there and then having success, you know, in the MEAC as well. So um, usually start off with, you know, kind of getting to asking um, how you started, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit since, since we're coming out of this Olympic year um, and ask you, what were, what was your, there's a lot of good memories from this Olympics. What was your um, kind of aha or like, man, that was nice of the, of the just recent Olympics? Man, there were so many great highlights of the Olympics in general. I think one of the, I can name a few, but one of the ones that really stood out to me was definitely the 400 hurdles, the men, both men and women, but definitely the men, you know, running 45 seconds over hurdles is unheard of. And the fact that there was three people under the previous world record of the 46.78 that Kevin Young had ran back in 1992 was amazing. It just showed that it's one of the best hurdle races of all time. And then definitely. It just shows that like, I feel like now after this year, there's going to be so much more people able to break 47 and in the 400 hurdles. And we're probably going to see some more 45s in the future. You know, Rye Benjamin was right there with 46-1. And I think, you know, him and Warholm are very young and they're going to be battling each other yeah. for a very long time. Definitely, definitely. That was that was definitely one of my favorites. Um, one of my, I'm a hurdle guy. So, so I like both the long and the short hurdles and, um, definitely just you know just impressive just like you said and and 
the possibilities for for future success, you know, with those two, but along with a lot of other you know athletes, are just you know cracking those, you know, the barrier is 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 definitely there. Cool. So, um, like I said, we usually start off with with how did you get into track and field? How did what was your start? Yeah, so I knew I had some cousins and I knew some people who ran in the past when we were really young, and so I. I always knew about the sport, but I never did it until about 10th grade. And the reason why I did it was I originally played soccer. And my original plan was I was going to play soccer in the fall and then do track to help with soccer. And I just never played soccer in high school. I never ended up playing soccer in high school. And so track was always in my back pocket. I know I'm faster than most kids my age. And so I finally just decided to come out and join the team my sophomore year of high school. That's interesting. That's interesting. Definitely, definitely not the, the normal path. Like a lot of, you know, athletes who end up being on your caliber, you know, they talk about their youth programs and, and how they, you know, what they ran when they were 10, 11, you know, years old and things like that. So was there did you initiate that or, or did a coach kind of like, you know, say, you know, you came out for a day and the coach said, Hey, you, you need to stay around. Or how did, how did that transpire when you first kind of stepped out to, to the field out there? Yeah. So I initiated it originally. I came out on my own and it was my coach at the time who, I think it was like our second day or third day of practice. We had some workout and I started walking and my coach came up to me he was just like, you know, I like the way you run. I think you can be really good at this. You know, you just got to get in shape. And that really encouraged me to stick with it. And I still thank him to this day because just having someone like that tell you that you can do it, even when you don't think you can do it at that time, definitely plays a role in a lot of athletes coming up for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes that just one, you know, click or that support, you know, person can, you know, can definitely keep you going. Mm -hmm. So, you so you started getting yourself in shape and and things like that did you have early success in comp during competition or like you know running against the kids and the, the student the other people in the county no my first year man I was getting <laughs> I was getting tore up my first year um yeah I was getting tore up all the time I didn't have any really real success until maybe my second year outdoor season um mm -hmm. but yeah that first year it was just all about learning how to run and learning what the sport actually is and stuff like that. And there's still, I had still have so much more room to grow even now. And so, yeah, my first year I was getting tore up left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man, we're gonna get back to that, to that growth. That's an excellent point. So you kind of went through that, you know, that, that growing period where, you know, the county is competitive, right. you know, and, and you, you get to a point where you're kind of scratching the surface where you, um was there a were you kind of a student of the game at that point did you have somebody kind of either um an older student at you know within the competition or professional did you look at track and field at all when, when you first started my first year not really I didn't really watch track I don't really watch professional track at all and then mm -hmm. my I think after I started watching the state me a lot when I found out like you can watch it on flow track and stuff I was watching uh -huh. that my after my first year a lot studying people like George Empty, your former athlete, and mm -hmm. um who else? 
it's a couple other people who I was looking at as well, but mainly yeah. George was someone I was looking at my after my first year just because he came up from the county and he had one state right. in the four and the eight, and I you know ran the same event, so I'm like that's what I want to do yeah. by the time I graduate. Nice, nice, yeah, definitely excellent, excellent runner. Um, so, was there a point where you where it clicked where you felt like you belonged in a higher echelon in high school? Was there like a, a certain you know meet or or time of year where you said, you know what, I, I think I, I think I belong in this in this in this top group? Yeah, it wasn't until my junior year where I won the county title in the eight hundred. Where I was like, yeah, I I belong here. Like I I knew I shocked some people that day just because it was a big PR for me at the time, and yeah. I realized that this is something I can do, and this is something I might be able to even get a scholarship out of. Definitely. Definitely. Um, at that point, did it did it change your mentality or work ethic, or did you feel like you already started having the the work ethic necessary to 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 get better? I think my work ethic stayed the same. Um, obviously, as a high school athlete, your work ethic isn't always the greatest, but I think yeah. for at that time, I think my work ethic was pretty good. You know, I was showing up every day, just giving a positive attitude, giving my best effort at practice and just doing what my coach, to the best of my ability, doing what my coaches told me to do at practice. And so I think like what everyone saw at that race where I realized where I kind of broke out was just a culmination of the work that I was already putting in at the time. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So I kind of was, you know, looking back at some times and I, and I went back to your your 2010 season when you um when you popped at 156 low, and and then in your 20 in your graduate season your 2011 season you had that that super performance that 152 53 um, performance. What type of um what do you attribute some of that you know that that drop in going from you know. Although it seems like hey, it's only four seconds, but you know, people in track know that that type of drop in in any event, you know, much less the 800 meters, was pretty significant. Um, what do you attribute some of that success to from your junior year into your senior year? I think just being in the sport longer and knowing more about it and knowing how my body works, I think that had a lot to do with it, and then also. Um, yeah, just being in the sport longer, you know, that was my third track season ever. And mm -hmm. just naturally your body, as you get older, you get stronger, you learn more things. And so I think that played a role. And then also just switching up the racing strategy, you know, I was able to get more speed and I was had a lot more confidence in myself that year. And so it allowed me to be able to go out a little more aggressive and um, finish however I would finish. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I definitely think it's a, a lot of things, but I definitely think just, like I said, a culmination of all the hard work that I've been putting in over time. And I think it definitely ended up revealing itself and or manifesting itself in those races definitely. towards the end. Definitely. So one of the things um, we kind of chat about is, I guess, kind of just how the competition is within the county. Sometimes the county meet is just, is more, you know, a lot more hype and a lot more, you know, air around it than even though the state meet is, is the is the crown. But 
talk a little bit about how Cal was in the bullpen and, and kind of leading into the into the meets. You guys, I've, you know, had a lot more, I guess, social media things than, than my first athletes back in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And so I would sometimes not even let them see the heat shoots, <laughs> you know, for races and stuff like that. But, you know, since about the, two, the early 2000s, you know, the heat sheets are up on, on flow track, on yeah. mile split, on. So it's like, it's no protecting, you know, from that. So, so the kind of the competitive nature of who you're running against and, and, you know, who's in your heat. Talk a little bit about how that is when you're in the bullpen at the county championship or, or just, just a big meet in the county. Yeah, man. So PG County is very competitive, especially in the sprints. We 800 and down. And obviously those events yeah. that I was in um, and each back when running Maryland was a big thing and mile split and all that stuff. You know, I was one of those guys who would look at the heat sheets. Our coaches kind of discouraged it, but I would still look anyway. And, you know, bullpen, everyone kind of reacts differently to the bullpen. Everyone, you know, deals with nerves differently. A lot of people mm -hmm. like to socialize a lot. Other people, they kind of like to stay to themselves. I was one of those people who kind of stayed to themselves when um, just because of nervousness and all that good stuff. But yeah, it would definitely be intense at times for that time period and, it was all fun, man. It was all fun. Some people would talk trash right in the bullpen. Yeah. Some other people would yeah. be quiet. And it just, you just get a mixture of all different kinds of people. Or like sometimes we're talking amongst each other, like, man, this race about to be fast, man. Like I remember yeah. it was a couple of times where, you know, especially indoor counties where they would just sit us all down and we would be trying to do our last minute stretches and last minute drills mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And we're all just thinking to ourselves, like, man, this race is going to be crazy. This race is going to be competitive. And you know, it's going to be fun. And so it was definitely great competition all around and just overall fun time. That's cool. So you guys were able to, to pull off the state title in your, in your uh, high school career. How, how were the memories of that? Man, honestly, that was one of my best memories of high school to date. It was amazing because we didn't have that many athletes. Like we didn't, we weren't have, we didn't have a big number but we had a lot of quality. So we had guys who were good in the 55 and 300. I was good in the 500 and the 800. And then we had guys who were good and we had people to run both relays who could place very well. Because granted, we didn't win the county championship or the regional title, but we knew just with the depth that we had and quality of athletes, we knew it was possible for us to pull off the state title. And I remember like maybe the week before the state meet our coach uh, she sat us down and was like, basically, she did all the calculations and it like proves mm -hmm. out like if we all do what we're supposed to do, we'd be able to win state meet by like a couple points. Granted, we won by only a half a point, which is wild, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we're still able to pull it off and get the W. And that was very encouraging and very inspiring because I remember the year before, none of us were at the state meet. Like, do you didn't see Dubai at all at that meet. We all had a terrible regional meet and we all just went home sad and bummed out and then i remember yeah um what team was it i think it was suitland they had a really good team that year and they almost won it and i was just telling myself like yo we're gonna win the state meet next year and to be able to do it was an amazing feeling and then also i mean even during the meet um you know they'd be they'll post the points up like at like midway yeah. through and like 75 mm -hmm. percent through and our coaches tell us like look don't focus on you know the points and let just focus on what you have to do with the task at hand and so that's what we did and that member after four four somebody told us that yeah y'all got the team title and i was like oh snap okay 
<laughs> that's awesome, man. That's that's all. No, that's a, that's one of the greatest feelings. You know, it's 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 that culmination, and and states can always be like that. The county, you know, the bigger teams are county. They're gonna sop up all those points and and things, and then when you get to state, sometimes the the points will filter out a little bit, and um, quality definitely helps. Yeah, no, for sure. Know? So, for sure. That's, that's, and it was funny true. too, is that like our school Duval in general, we hadn't won a state title in over a decade. So like that was a really big moment for the school in general as well. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of just, you know, stamping, you know, your, your groups, you know, history and or legacy in the school. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely so. Um, so you guys had, um, you know, a lot of quality, you know, a lot of quality athletes kind of a little bit before you, some after you and stuff like that. And, your, you mentioned your coach, she sat you down, you sat you guys down and kind of, you know, did a little mock-up of the points. How, um, she's, she's produced, uh, your coach has produced a lot of quality um, athletes and especially in the sprints and the jumps and things like that. How did the things you learned from her help you um, when you moved on to the collegiate level? Yeah, so one thing, Coach Debbie, so I have four coaches and, you know, I usually try to pick something from each of them to take me on to the next level. And I do that with every single coach that I have, you know, just picks like either it's one quote or one thing and just bring Mm -hmm. it with me to the next coach that I do get. And so with my coaches from high school, you know, they were really able to help me mentally prepare. You know, one thing coach Debbie used to always tell us was, you know, you got to get tough. Right. And, you know, when things get hard, you know, you do got to get tough. And I remember our other coach, coach Hayes, he used to always tell us, get our mind right. To this day, anything that I do, um, whether I'm about to do something is all right, like get your mind right, get your mind right, get your mind right, get mm-hmm. your mind ready for whatever's about to happen. And then uh, Coach Horn, you know, she would tell us that it's lonely at the top. And so, you know, just sometimes you can't bring everybody along with you, but what you can do is focus on what you can do and people might eventually come along with you. And if not, you know, they got to go. And then our other coach, Cozy, he would tell us, um, <clears throat> he told me, he told me, told us a lot of different things and just really um, doing it at practice will help you do it in the race, so. Nice, nice, that's awesome, man. Um, as you got older in the sport and, and you started really kind of, I guess, you know, looking more at um, professionals or looking more at collegiate runners, did you then start having some people that you kind of looked at to, to gain some more experience and more tidbits, more learn a little bit on the professional level or just a professional runner that you may have liked their style? Yeah, so once I got to college, I studied a whole bunch of people. Um, I would study David Rudisha, obviously, because he's the world record holder. I would mm-hmm. watch some great 400 meter runners like Jeremy Warner, uh, Michael Johnson, uh, Sebastian Coe every now and again and then even some yeah. collegiate athletes who I deemed was really good like I watched a lot of Robbie Andrews races who went to UVA mm-hmm. um, there was yeah. a guy Cass Loxham who went to Penn State you know I like the way he ran Charles Jock as well yeah. um, so it was a couple of lo- it was a lot of different people that I would study once I got to college and just seeing how they mm-hmm. ran and you know telling myself yeah I want to run times like they're running right now eventually one day so Nice, nice. So as you moved from from high school to college, what were some of the initial challenges kind of just, you know, getting down there, you're in a new space and stuff like that. Um, you know, you were strong academically, mm-hmm. you know, 
And, but, you know, again, kind of, you know, little fish, you know, big pond, so to speak, coming from being a big fish. How did, how did your college, that first year of college um, transition? And it was a rough transition, I'm not gonna lie. And I think it's a transition that people don't talk about enough, in my personal opinion. Um, there was just so many, so much changes that you go through when one goes from high school senior to a freshman in college. One, you know, being in a new space, being on your own without your parents there to supervise you or like monitor what you're doing and stuff like that. Uh, another one is just the academics is a lot more rigorous. Um, that was really a challenge for me. And also like doing physically like track was so much harder. So for example, we yeah. would have two practices in a day. We would practice at 6 a.m. and then regular three three or 3.30 practice. And that was a big adjustment because I was never used to waking up super early to go work out or lift weights and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is, this is a lot to handle. And then even the competition level, right? So I ran 152 my last race in high school. My first race in college, the winner ran 152 and I was just like dang this is this is no joke you know the jump from yeah. high school level to college level is no joke and so I really had to bring out another version of myself you know I had to really elevate to that college standard and then also um, you're not going to get coddled as much in high school I mean in college as you did in high school um, right for example like you said big fish in a small pond when you're in college like I was a state champion my roommate was a state champion. My roommates next door were state champions. And so it's just like, you're not, it's like an all-star team, basically. You're not as yeah. special as you think you are anymore. You might be the man in high school, but you have to work to be the man in college. Definitely, definitely. What were some of the things, I guess, for lack of a better word, what were some of the coping skills? What were some of the skills you think you had to start using to, to kind of get used to that you know that level and, and, and adjust I definitely had to gain more discipline um I used to be someone who kind of woke up late and slept in like on weekends and stuff like that and then going to college you know being used to waking up early to go work out was definitely something that I had to work through and then also doing that and then going to class on top of that like that was very you know I had to really be intentional with the time I was in class and the time I was in school mm -hmm. and just really learn how to manage my time well. In high school, it's easy to manage time when you're, you wake up, go to school, practice, go home, homework, it's good. Right. But here is like, I have to motivate myself to actually do it because it's not like my parents telling me, oh, go study or coaches is hounding mm -hmm. me saying, make sure you do this or make sure you do that. Um, just really taking it upon myself to actually do these things. And then also a hard, big, hard adjustment was like my friends were next door to me. So that's a really big thing that it's so easy to get distracted when instead of your friends, you having to drive to your friend's house, your friend is literally yeah. five feet away from you and just go out your door and then go to another door. And so that was definitely a big adjustment for me and just disciplining myself and making sure to stay focused when it came to um, doing track and doing school and balancing it out like freshman year was definitely definitely rough for me for sure definitely yeah. rough that's funny yeah well obviously I just said you you did well tough major yeah. I noticed and and um and you also went on to to get your master's degree as well so congrats thank man. you I appreciate it 
achieving those those things, man. It's always great, you know, make our parents proud and, and make ourselves, you know, make ourselves proud. Um, so one of the things um, I like to, uh, you know, kind of get into is, is a rapid fire type uh, session um, where I kind of just, you know, ask, ask a few questions and you just think about the first, the, the first thing that, you know, comes to your, comes to your mind gotcha. and things like that. So um, when it comes to the competitors, people who you competed against, who was one of the um, folks that, and I'll, I'll say with high school, but who was, and you can go into college or, or, or a professional if you like, but who was um, one of the people who you were either most intimidated or most excited to face? Uh, high school, college, you say I can do either or? You can do either or. Um, I'll do high school. I think at one point, this guy named Charles Bollinger, he went to run for Roosevelt. He was mm -hmm. definitely somebody who I was intimidated at first by, and then was excited to race later on in my career. Nice, nice. Other than, so you have the four and the eight were your marquee events. You uh, you were very successful in both. So other than your marquee events, um, what was your next best? What was your next favorite event? Something you enjoyed? So I used to do the four by two, for those who don't know. Um, I loved running the four by two relay with, you know, my guys. And we were able to win a state title on that as well. So I, four by two was definitely a lot of fun for me. I picked that one. Cool, cool, all right. What about, um, what was your least favorite workout in high school? Oh man, anything, really anything about over 600 meters. And that's still to this day, you know, anytime we had to do 800 <laughs> repeats or thousand repeats, I wasn't a fan. Oh man, okay. What about your most favorite workout? 200s, anything that has okay. to do with 200s, I'm all over, I love 200s. <laughs> so 16 twos, you're, you're in. Yeah, no, nah, I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, man. Um, so if you can um, kind of look back now, obviously you're still, you're, and I want to talk a little bit about you, you competing currently, but you're still, you know, in the game. And But if you can look back to your high school self and, and give, give Olito some advice, what would you tell him? Man, I would tell myself to really fall in love with the work more than the result. And the reason why I say that is because the results are only gonna last a moment. You might, you know, run a PR, you might get that high for a day or two, and then it's back to work. And the work is, a, is the part where you're in it the most. You know, you train five, six days a week and you compete maybe once every two weeks or something like that. So really, fall in love with the work more than the result. And that just, the, and the whole part of the work, that like the eating healthy part, the going to sleep early, the going, getting therapy, getting all the stuff you need, fall in love with that. And then also really um, be less judgmental of yourself, both good and bad. I think a lot of times we let ourselves get too high on our good performances and we let ourselves get too low on the bad ones. And so really just try to have a neutral mind when it comes to performing and just, detach yourselves from all results and expectations and um yeah that's what i would tell my younger self. that's that's awesome stuff man that's great so post-college you continue you know you continue to compete um had some opportunities to to represent nigeria and and do things like that talk a little bit about that experience um 
you know, competing um, post your post-collegiate experience? Man, my post-collegiate experience has been amazing. Um, just the team I'm with now, the coach I have currently, he really figured me out. You know, he really helped me to get to a new level, right? You know, in college, I was 148 All-American, stuff like that. And then, you know, the coach I have now at District Track Club in DC, mm-hmm. he really, like, I don't know, he, he figured me out. And basically, you know, he was able to, I was able to drop like two seconds my first year with him running 146. And then the following year I was able to run 145. And then that later that season I ran for Nigeria, which has been an amazing experience in and of itself. You know, I always dreamed of representing a country to compete at the highest level, whether that was the US or Nigeria. And, you know, Nigerian opportunity came up. And so I decided to take it and just, seeing other people at that level around, you know, representing their respective countries and saying that, you know, these people are elite just like me and, or I'm elite just like them. And just being in that atmosphere just gave gave me a brand new appreciation for the sport. And it also just showed me how far this sport can take you if you actually just put your mind to it and just stay consistent and put in the work. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, professional track and field is, is definitely a different animal yeah, for sure. when it comes to, <laughs> to like pro- professional sports people. And a lot of people just, you know, like we said earlier, you know, every four years, they kind of get really, really high for it and get pumped up for it, you know. And each sport has its culture. So obviously we're, we're in it. So we're following Diamond League every right. year. We're following world champs. But the, but the, the larger sum sometimes doesn't get to really, you know, get deep or delve into the, the sport like um, like we do. That's great stuff, man. Um, one of the other things kind of get into is um, other other podcasts or other other things you might be kind of into uh, a, a book you might have you know recently read or or one that I do is uh, if I looked at your playlist, what would be your your top three um, musicians that you're currently listening to okay uh let's see so other book that i'm reading or book that i recommend is a book called chop wood carry water favorite book of all time it definitely talks about you know embracing the journey rather than the results and just anything in life that you do you know you have to really love the journey and surrender the outcome Uh, in terms of playlist i kind of listen to the same people over and over but there's an artist i really (laughs) love his name is aha gazelle that's someone i listen to daily um, he'd probably definitely be one, two, and three, but oh boy. yeah, no, nah, he's, he's cool. definitely someone I listen to often. Um, also Xavier Omar, he's an R&B artist. Sometimes I like to listen to R&B to kind of calm myself down before races. Mm-hmm. And yeah. third one, I have to check, but those are the main two that I listen to on yeah. the regular. Cool. All right. Um, any any advice other advice other than giving to yourself you would give to the current and upcoming um pg county track and field guys they've they've missed a year mm-hmm. of really almost two years of competition and now kind of going into this year with um with positive expectations or positive you know aspirations i should say of getting back to competition so what would be something you say, you kind of would say to the, to the PG County guys as they look forward to this, this coming year of, of uh, you know, indoor and outdoor season? Yeah, I would tell them to 
one, control the control the controllables and really focus it on what you can control. You know, you can't control whether COVID shuts things down again, but what you mm-hmm. can control is your attitude towards it. You can control the work you put in. Um, granted, things aren't as shut down as they were before. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people might have access to, you know, maybe a gym or a track or their road to even run on. And so really just focus mm-hmm. on what they can control. Uh, two, really fall in love with the journey rather than the result. You know, a lot of kids will say, you know, my goal is to break two minutes in the 800 or my goal is to break 50 in the 400, but really fall in love with the process that it takes to go into that. Because when you have fun and when you love the process, like you don't even care about failing just because you're having so much fun with it. And that's something I would tell my younger self now. And that's something I tell younger kids all the time, really embrace the journey and embrace the process. And then thirdly, um, don't be afraid, especially this is for 400 meter runners or sprinters, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid to run those longer distances. A lot of, I think PG County, we were good in the 800. I think we kind of fell off a little bit, but I yeah. wholeheartedly believe we could be a dominant force in the 800 if some 400 meter runners were willing to step up and run the 800. Absolutely. That's great stuff, man. That is great stuff. Um, well, it's been great um, talking with you, Edo. So I appreciate you coming on the show. You had some great nuggets. So when we listen back, I'm, I know the audience will be definitely picking up a lot of tidbits of um, learning about your journey and uh, getting some great advice for the future. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Inside Track and Field podcast with Coach Carl Rose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time at the track, trying to go faster, higher, and further. Until next time, peace and blessings to all our listeners.